Now, please welcome to the stage, Paula Reed. Hi, everybody, and thank you for having us here at the Apple Store. It's a pleasure. Um, our guest tonight is design star and Central St. Martin's graduate, Christopher Kane. He has quite, almost literally been setting London Fashion Week alight since he arrived on the scene in 2006. Absolutely the hottest ticket in London Fashion Week. By the time he was in his 20s, he's not even 30, I confirmed that with him, he is not only the hottest ticket in London Fashion Week, but also the hottest ticket in Milan Fashion Week, since I know, as many of you will be aware, he is also the designer behind Versace's second line, Versus. Um, in an incredibly short time, he has built a huge celebrity following, who includes some of our red carpet A-listers, like um, Chloe Sevigny, Kate Moss, Kylie, he's worked with Beth Ditto. He's got so much more to give and he's going to share with us tonight some of the things that have happened to him on this fantastic journey to create this career, which is really only starting off. Now we're going to share a preview with you just to, before I introduce him and bring him up here, which is his spring-summer 2012 collection. Fast car whistling my name. Open up a beer and you say, Get over here and play a video game. I'm in his favorite sundress, watching me get undressed. Take a body downtown. I say, You're the bestest, leaning for a big kiss. Put his favorite perfume on. Go play a video game. It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth for you Tell me all the things you want to do I heard that you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? Goose Pimply again at such a fantastic moment. Welcome, Christopher Kane. <laughs> We're going to get microphones entangled. Can you oh, don't say that. Please don't. <laughs> Listen, for one of the biggest far stars of London Fashion Week, he is unaccountably nervous, so you have to make him feel uh, welcome. <laughs> um, they won't bite. Look, I've yeah. never seen a friendlier crowd. They look um, nice, yeah. Cut to the chase, how do you describe the Christopher Kane woman? Um, 
what can I say? It's hard to explain what's well, not really, but there's not really an age limit. It's always just been one person who is confident, she's really aware of who she is, she loves detail and clothing. She knows and understands the construction and what yeah. happens and where it comes from. But, um, Do you think of particular people when you're um, working? I always reminisce or have like a landscape like from childhood that I always remember. This dress reminds me of, but yeah. it's like I get like fan letters from like twelve-year-olds who wear my like who, <laughs> who wear can the afford Christopher Kent? Well, Do they live in Russia? Um, well, they're quite. They must be quite well off, but um, it's so strange to have teenagers as well as ninety-year-old yeah. women, eighty-year-old women saying they love it. So it's, and it's, uh, it's become a very diverse. Mix. Okay. How do you start designing a new collection then? Um. Because I have to say, Chris, you st we are enjoying in London, thank God, a fabulous yep. renaissance of British fashion. Sure. And there is you, and I have to say, great talent coming out of Scotland, thank God for it. Um, the Celts have come to the yep. rescue of London Fashion Week. And you all have a very particular approach, which is very modern and very distinctly your approach. So that's why I kind of wanted to ask you. That might seem obvious, um, but... Every season's different. I yeah. like to treat it like a new story, a new chapter. Um, but yeah, like designing the collection from scratch, I always, remember, I always forget how the last one began or ended. Do you do that so on purpose? Do you wipe it out? No, it just happens. Okay. It's just... I have like a memory lapse, it's like I forget, so um, every season's different, it can happen through finding a piece of fabric or I see something in a book, I see someone in the street wearing something unusual, slightly strange, yeah. um, and it sticks in the back of my head and then... I was going to say, are you a last minute worker, do you need that adrenaline thing or are um, you, do you I'd pace like to yourself? say we're really organised, but like every designer, like right up to the show there's last minute things happening, but um, from those mistakes in the early, early stages, that's where all the good stuff comes from. And Actually, when is the latest you've ever left it? Have you ever left it where the um, members of your team have been going, Christopher, come on! Before the show. Things really? happen, things okay. occur, things okay. don't fit, things have been altered, and it's come up too short, so it's like panic, change the models. It's the usual scenarios okay. that you've became accustomed to. It's and just, you had that awful moment a couple of years ago when literally the collection was stolen. It How was, many, like three uh, days before the it show? Was or a week, week before, before the show. Yeah. Week before the show. So it was kind of, um, we're very tight on security now and confidentiality. Okay. Um, just because people are really eager to know what we're doing. And that was a, that was a rare moment. It was quite a shock. And oh, I bet. Two hours after, I was laughing because it was just so surreal. Um, we, we mentioned London and this fantastic renaissance that we're yeah. loving. We're just loving being a proper, fully-fledged fashion capital. How important it is, is it to you to be London-based, do you think? Um, could you do this anywhere else? I don't know if I could do it anywhere else, simply because I've lived here for 11 years. Um, I went to college here for six. Um, I learned a lot from St. Martins. I learned how you can see beauty in so many different aspects. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love London. It's, it is my home. I live and work. The studio is 10 minutes walk from me. Um, in London, people in London don't really follow rules. They don't have a stereotype. They don't follow... Yeah. It's a particular yeah. energy. There's an energy there, but it's just so unique. And yeah. there's so many great talents in London. And in every design house around the world, they, they take. They take to employ. They also take ideas. Yeah. Um, but it's like, when you think of like Britain as a whole, there's like, it's almost 30 billion a year in revenue. And 
it'd be great to see more of a government reaction to that and funding Britain as a whole. And because there's no manufacturing facilities in London yeah. or Britain, it's really dying yeah. out. So it'd be good to just conserve. Well, I, I think people are always shocked when there has been a study done recently on behalf of the British yeah. Fashion Council to try and measure the size of the fashion industry. And I, you know, our politicians and actually people in general, the populace, tend to take other industries much more seriously. Well, they realise the size of the fashion business and how many we all that are money. employed. All exactly. that from whole, like, it's a huge number. Um, there's a huge amount of hype around being the next big thing. Yeah. That must be pretty hard to stay grounded through all of that. Um, friends and family. Yeah. Okay. I grew up in Scotland. Um, they don't let you get above yourself. It's, yeah, it's so hard to be anything but that, grounded. Yeah, um, yeah and I enjoy my job. I, f I think I'm very lucky to have a job like this. And I don't want to take be arrogant or... I just approach it as myself. I like to feel like me, and me yeah. is that person. Yeah. I take it really serious. It's a job. But, yeah, some moments you're like, you're in a strange situation where you're in this crazy party and there's all these really famous people, but and and I, I still get starstruck. Or... I get yeah. starstruck and yeah. it's like, God, but I'll never change. It's always just me. Good. Um, everybody imagines that behind that, the lifestyle is all limousines and chauffeur-driven Bentleys and caviar for lunch, but it's a tough old grind, the reality, isn't it's, it? Um, yeah. Let's yeah. be harsh, let's be real, it's very tough. Yeah. It's so demanding, you really have to enjoy every second. Um, yeah, and like I learned really fast, straight out of college. I graduated, three hours later I was in Anna Winter's hotel room. Four <laughs> days later I was in Dallas. It was a bit forward of you. It was, not like that, <laughs> um, but it was even more nerve-wracking. Um, and then four days later I was behind the scenes at Versace Christopher, Donatella. what was it like being summoned to Anna Winter's hotel room? Um, and did you go on your own? Straight out of college, I was terrified. Um, but I don't know, something just happens, you go into like a, a mode, you feel like an out-of-body experience where you're like, goodness. This was, is... it, was it scarier to see her or scarier, because you have the experience of Professor um, Louise Wilson, haven't you? I yeah, think. I have. <laughs> But you know what, I think I've learned a lot from Louise regarding yeah. being confident and just being yourself. Yeah. But um, Anna's great. She made me okay. feel really relaxed. Um, we had a cup of tea. We showed some collections on the model. It was great. So. And she was encouraged. She's been very supportive, hasn't she? She has been fundamental, yeah. Same as Louise Wilson. Louise is one of the harshest critics, but she's yeah. always really honest. And she always gives a... Yeah, I love okay. Louise. And she's a, a really good friend. Listen, it kind of seems very early in your career to do any kind of a retrospective, but I've been dying to know what you think so far are okay. your key looks since you started. So we've got um, Adrian, who's going to run us through a slideshow. Maybe you can just tell us sure. why these are special. This one. This is graduate show, no? This is graduate. Um, this was, this, well, as a student, no money. Um, this was made from hosiery, lingerie, stockings. Socks all cut up, patchwork together. You're kidding. Yeah, it was. And there's, there's obviously some kind of Swarovski involvement yeah. there as well. There's a so lot of. Um, I was sponsored by Swarovski okay. early on, so it was. Yeah, it was a labour of love. I loved doing those dresses, and it was one of those things. I wasn't sure if people would like them or not, but then Louise Wilson loved it, so I was like. <gasps> it worked. Uh, it worked. Okay, and then the next one. Oh, yeah. Um, I just love look, this. Look how ahead of his time he is. I mean, those are kind of appearing on the red carpet yeah. right now, those big dots, even like it what? It was 
it's just one of those ram, random inspirations, but I just love this show, and it yeah. was one of the, I felt more and more confident, and this is just a great look. Yeah, and it. I love that kind of, kind of application of that whole Aaron knit thing onto that very kind of it's all very heavy high tech material. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Okay, and then the next one. Oh, this is an iconic yeah. dress. This is pretty good. This was um, so many hours, so many pattern pieces, so many love, labor of love again, like to like get this dress. Like putting together a stained glass window. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's a lot of hard work, but it just looks so amazing. I and that, that's a timeless dress as well. I saw somebody yeah. wearing that the other night. Actually, it still looked really amazing. Thank you. Next one. Ah, this is um. <laughs> The power flowers we're calling those this in the is, office. This um, is very Priscilla. It was um, inspired by Priscilla Presley. Priscilla Presley? Yeah. I didn't, I never yeah, read that before. Yeah, it was before. inspired by Priscilla growing up with okay. Elvis. And it was a hard collection, but I loved every second of it in retrospect. It okay. So, have we got another one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, do you know, I was surprised when I saw this that you hadn't done the crochet. Because the crochet from this collection for the, for the winter, I've seen so many people, it's become an iconic piece now, that kind of crochet work, yep. but you went for the vinyl instead. Are you over the it's, crochet now? I'm over it. No, I'm not. I love it, but um, these dresses were just dream-like dresses that we dreamt about and just became reality. It was inspired by old pencil cases and things you had at school, and it was... By accident, I came across the contact, and I was like, "We have to do some sort okay. of application." And it's and toxic. It ended up like it's that. very toxic. Okay, and then do we have another? Yep. Yep. Again, I made this myself. I was still in the sewing machine at this point. This is the third season. I was still okay. sewing everything, pattern cutting everything. So, yeah, it's one of my favourites of all time. I love it, and it was such a great collection because it's such a great theme and. People felt really em emotional, so that's open. Okay, and we can't do Christopher Kane without something neon in there. Absolutely. Um, again, I always like to go for themes that are slightly different, yeah. so the tattoos and neon, something that I'll always go back to. Yeah. It's colours that people are either scared of or love, so yeah. And this so, is yeah. the current collection. Yeah. Again, Labour of Love, the stickers. Um, it just looks like a dear diary, like someone's jotted high school, like written and vandalised, but um, it's a great piece. But also flowers, but they're not whimsical in any no. way. They're not They're clumsy, of, they're naive, yeah. and, and it was sort of like I could make more in print from the stickers, so it was basically attaching, and it was a lot of trial and error to come up with good placements, but yeah. every bad placement was the best placement, so. Beautiful. It's like a couture piece. They really are exquisite. Close up the work in those. And the controversial shoes that everyone's still the talking about. controversial shoes. Was I struggling? What are those called? Yeah. Swimming pool shoes. They're, um, yeah, they're just pool shoes, flip flops. It was sort of a different. I was so fed up of heels, and we tried that, and it was like. It's all gone flat to the floor. It was much more again. grounded, and the, um, the environment was much more sterile, so it just felt more clinical and yeah. unique. And what was brilliant, Christopher, and I don't know if this was planned, but Kay Barron, who's our fashion news editor, and I were reminiscing how we were sitting watching that show, and the models all came down really serenely yeah. down this really long runway, and then actually to get back up to the top again, the they were sprinting yeah. in their right. shoes. It was the fantastic. <laughs> they were so nervous before, like, will we make it in time? But they galloped <laughs> and they made it. So you can, but you can run in those clothes and in those shoes. He's tested yeah, it can. and he's proved it to all of us. Um, 
before I go any further, a lot of people who don't know you so well may not realize that really you are, behind the scenes, it's a two-man operation. Yeah. It's you and your sister Tammy, who is here, over there. Hello. Over there. <laughs> She's teasing him about being nervous, and now we're going to make everybody look at her. Um, Describe how that works, because you're really, um, you're almost like twins, the way you almost, work together. Yeah. Um, we were very close as children. We were in the household while, while every other brother and sister had left the house. So, yeah, we just got on really well. We've got very similar characteristics. Um, but she's just so amazing. We do yeah. everything together. And she's my best friend as well as my sister. So um, I'm very lucky to have someone like that. I don't know how other people do it, because yeah. they must find it really hard. But I can really rely on Tammy. I can really... She gives it her all the time, and she just, yeah, what a great brain. She's phenomenal. You probably understand what you're saying before you've articulated Yeah, we have like a, like a sort of psychic connection. <laughs> we can think each other's thoughts. But and, if the unthinkable happened, yeah. and she said, Christopher, darling, you know I love you, yeah. but I'm leaving you for Lagerfeld, <laughs> how would you write her job description? Do you know could what? you? Um, I could never see that happening, <laughs> because I'd get her first. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, She's loyal. She's very yeah, loyal. Okay. I hope she is, yeah. I, I think she probably is. It's just, it's amazing how many um, designers actually need to have that person who is it's really crucial, like their I think, yeah. reverse image almost. It's good to bounce ideas off of and to get criticism that you know is really, you can trust. Yeah. Very good. So, was your home life really glamorous in Scotland? Far from glamorous. <laughs> it was, um, I grew up in a house with five kids, me the youngest. Um, we'd always, we always had dogs everywhere. Um, was it in the countryside? No. It was in like a small suburb but, um, yeah. outside Motherwell. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, my dad worked really hard his whole life. My mum was a housewife. Um, but yeah, I think I learned a lot from that, like the work ethic and the humour. Um, Scotland's good. It doesn't define me being Scottish, but it's really helped me. And yeah. I'll always look back and inspirations like unconsciously come to surface of periods as being a child there but um it's it's a great place and you go back a lot still i still go back yeah um to see family to see friends and yeah and there are lots of people in motherwell dressed in christopher kane <laughs> no no to be honest no one still understands how it works in scotland they just think they see you in papers magazines and you must be loaded, that's how they say it. Yeah. You must be like yeah. swimming money. And it's so not the case. It's like, they, d they don't understand where the garment comes from. They just think it arrives. Yeah. It's weird. And, and you can never explain it. They'll just never get it. And um, have you taken Donatella to Motherwell? Um, no. I'm sure she's been to Glasgow, though. <laughs> um, but I'm had, sure she's been to Glasgow. Yeah, she had the shop there. So that was like, growing up in Glasgow was one of the, the highlights of going to the Versace store. Okay, so we kind of jump quickly into Donatella, but as you all know, probably, Christopher, for how many years now have you been doing the Versus collection? Um, God, I forget, like three years or so, yeah. two years, two years. But you met Donatella when you were at college, yeah. didn't you? So I, that... I worked with her straight after the graduation. I did some consultancy on yeah. the couture and worked on the ready-to-wear, but then obviously she wanted to revive Versus and she thought I was the right person, so... But it's been a great relationship so far. And also timely. I mean, I, you would probably never say this because you're too modest, but 
Versace has also had a kind of revival yeah. in the last five years, and we're wondering, ooh, maybe it's not such a coincidence that she's got some British blood she's, like you in the, um, in the atelier. She's one of those people that you, like a magnet, you just become attracted to, you want to hang out with. She's just so colourful and she's got a great personality. Like she's one of the funniest yeah. people you'll ever meet. So she is infectious. So yeah. um, I have been very lucky working with her, and especially so early on, like meeting her, like within a week, getting a job offer, and then getting a paid job as soon as you graduate, it's really hard to come by. So it was like, I was very fortunate. Actually, Adrian, we've got some footage of the new Versus collection as well that we can run in the background just to kind of let you all have a, a quick look at what Christopher did. This one, you know, it's, it's funny also because it, it's so great being able to see this collection again, now relaxed, away from Milan. No, it's been great. It's been a great, like, going back and forward to Milan, working with Donatella, seeing how a huge maison that Versace works, and I've learned a lot. But is that difficult, though, to go from somewhere that is so highly financed as a big Milan kind of atelier or um, workshop would be, and then to go back to something that's much more modestly financed like um, yours, is there ever a kind of moment when you kind of think? <gasps> I actually love going back to Dalston. I love having that moment of luxury and then yeah. going back to Dalston because it, back to life or some, it brings me back to reality because working for myself, I'm my own boss. I can really do what I want. Obviously, working with Donatella, we have to follow some guidelines from her, but, um, yeah. but luckily she gets everything that I do and it's quite natural, but um, no, I love coming back to London, for so sure. How often do you go there then? How um, much of your time is spent in Milan? Twice a month, okay. so it's roughly around one week per month, so it's quite a lot of time. I'm away from the studio a lot, and sometimes it can take up too much time, but I really appreciate being away because sometimes it, it clears your mind, so you go back to London with a much more functional brain. Okay, so the two things kind of work together. They work together. And she has actually, in quotes, I think it might have been to the New York Times, compared you to Johnny yeah. Versace, her brother, who was a pretty special person. That must be kind of weird. It made me very nervous. Yeah, I bet. Um, I just like to be me. That's, I can't not say I was, wasn't flattered. Like, I hold Johnny up as such a high regard, and he was a genius. And, Growing up in Scotland, that was the one person that you were like attracted to, him and Donatella, and like there's few people at that stage that I was attracted to, and Janny and Donatella yeah. were right up there. So um, it's surreal, but yeah, but I suppose it just shows we have a friendship now and we can trust each other. But it was so nice, it was so sweet. Yeah, well, that's a fortuitous meeting for both of you. It's fantastic. Yeah. Listen, I'm completely aware that there's so many of you are desperate to ask Christopher some questions. So. Over there with the... Hi. Um, a lot of shows in for Spring Summer 2012 had massive sets with big props like Chanel and stuff. Is this yeah. something you'd ever consider doing in the future? Um, no, I'm not really like, like that as a person. I don't want to be so showy. Like, I think those shows are great, but for me it's just something about the clothing and the models and the whole atmosphere conjures up something more personal. I don't think you need all that. So do you think For me, personally, I don't need that. Do you think it takes away from the clothes? Um, no, sometimes it can build an atmosphere even more, but to be honest, I've got enough to do doing two collections yeah. and like, try to come up with a set. There's like huge pressure. So <laughs> The venue this year was pretty phenomenal because it was so it was such a huge landscape of um, metal. 
so it just felt really good. And the, I think the runway was the longest ever in London, so really it was like, long. it was just a sea of models, and that was great. That was like a show, that was a set, so. Thank you. Thanks. And actually, it, is, it was a total experience because that was the first time I'd heard that Lana Del Rey yes. song, which is like the song of the season now. Yeah, it has done very but well. How, how important is choosing the music? Um, I suppose it brings up memories of childhood or there's something that I've watched on TV or a soundtrack. So um, for me, it's really important to connect to the collection or to have a response. You might not love the clothes, but I love the music or... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or it's both, and it yeah. really gives or builds up a character. So. But do, do you have somebody that you work with specifically yes. for music? And do they come to you with suggestions, or do you um, send them away to we, look for We fire back things? and forward with ideas, and the guy I work with is very knowledgeable on soundtracks, music. He's always worked in the industry, so he has a huge portfolio of work. So okay. um, you can always pluck and change and yeah, okay. make it more bespoke for the collection. Anybody else with another a question over here, the lady in the glasses? You must have had the opportunity to uh, take a look at the Versace archives and really have the whole experience. Yeah. I'm wondering what you learned about Gianni Versace. What do you think made him such a great designer? Um, there's not really what, when you see the clothes up close, when you go to the archive, like both me and Tammy were flabbergasted because it was like, they're wrapped in tissue, they're treated like, well, they are, they're treasures. precious, they're treasures. Yeah. Um, and we, when you actually see the clothes and you see the work, it's just immense. And people to this day are still looking back at Gianni and taking. I think he'll always be iconic. And I think what he was doing at that point in time with other designers, he was like, he just stood out. He had personality, he showed it, it was brassy, it was obnoxious. And people just took notice. And that was simply called, not because he was great, but it was just a great show. It was, you wanted to be that person. You wanted to emulate him. So. Oh, I, there are still shows. Versace You'll know, you've shows been in shows. That, yeah, and I can remember. Just, so I just put the notebook down. I just thought, I've got to just enjoy this. I'm going to yeah. stop writing notes because it's just such a spectacle. I mean, there's pieces in the archive that, I mean, you can't describe how gorgeous they are. You're just like, this is so modern still now. And, that was one of my favourite collections, actually, was Gianni Versace's um, Last Couture collection before he died. Like, even if you were to show that today, I could still say that would be so modern, so beautiful. The leather hair bands, yeah. the, everything was just so severe Amazing. and beautiful. So, um, and those uh, beautiful silk prints, which are yeah. all coming back. They're coming yeah, back, yeah. So classic, timeless. And actually, the H&M's, we, we both discovered yeah. this evening we're going to be in New York for the launch of the H&M um, Versace collection, which, which I think is, is very going to be, exciting, yeah. It's going to be a moment. I think it's going to be, um, they're going to take it back to a real old Versace, super sexy, full-on. Exactly. So I'm so excited, yeah. But, you know, um, Johnny was one of the first people ever to properly use celebrities. Yeah. And, I mean, you've been associated with celebrity, you've dressed some absolutely beautiful women, but you, you, you're not kind of celebrity, you're not a kind of slave to celebrity. Have you really thought about how that works for you um, or does it work for you? I think celebrities, like, I like to work up with a relationship with a celebrity, like, for instance, Beth Dito or Alexa yeah. Chung or Kylie Minogue. So it's good to have, like, a, a relationship, but, um, but it does give you a confidence boost. It's good to see it on the red carpet. Yeah. Like, but it's also good to see it on the right people or people that you really admire, so. But Have you ever said, no, please don't um, wear my dress? <laughs> do 
you know what? It's so hard to like even say no because people can buy it. Of course. So, um, but yeah, you can't really be a snob. It's kind of no. it's once it's out there, it's out there, and yeah. bad press is good press. Like, what can you say? It's one of those things that. But I think visibly, the brand becomes much more visible around the world if it's on someone like Carrie Mulligan. Of course. So people respond to that because she's always in the best dress list. So it can only heighten. Yeah. And makes people more aware. And more and desirable drives, pieces, yeah. yeah. And, and helps the retailers, supports them uh, as they well. Love it, yeah. Yeah, they love it, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely love it. Anybody else with the, oh, hello, in the grey hat. Um, how important to you is it to kind of keep your brand independent or would you ever let kind of like a house kind of buy your, your brand? Okay. Um, like, I think it's finding the right partner, the right investor. I'm not just going to jump in. So um, I think as a company, we need to feel comfortable. And yeah, it's, it's a huge jump. But um, it's, not a, it's not like I'm going to say no. It's like you have to think about it, really, and hopefully meet someone. Because there's only so much you can do as a young company. Like, even every season, you have to put ideas behind because you can't afford to do it. Or, but to have those budgets that are sometimes, there's so much money that you could, I could do another show basically. It's really hard to say goodbye and leave it. So um, yeah, you, you never know. Yeah, but don't let them take you away. No, I think it's, um, you can see where it goes wrong, but I think I've got enough people around me to see, <laughs> to speak up, so um, yeah. Uh, I thought I saw another hand going up there. Oh, hello. Hello, Christopher. Hi. Um, at what point did you realise that you had made it? There's been a lot of moments where I've been like, I had to pinch myself because there's been like, for instance, with Anna Wintour or meeting Donatella backstage, that those moments still conjure up tingles. But I think when you see it on someone, someone's spent the money and you're like, God, that's an expensive piece. And she's rolling about, a <laughs> this is really fun. Well, recently someone at a party was on a dirty mattress and a £3,000 dress. And it was like, yeah, I've made it. She's, she's like rolling a bit. So that was like, yeah, that was good. She looked great. Um, so and yeah. she was having a great time, She was obviously. having a great time, so yeah. Anybody else? Yep. Oh, back to you again. <clears throat> um, your Summer Spring 12 collection, um, yeah. before the pictures came out, like the reviews said that people were crying yeah. over your collection. And like it was really like emotional. Like, how did that make you feel to get those kind of reviews? Was it quite overwhelming um, to get that response? It's it's always great to get great reviews. I'm not going to lie. It's always good for people to write about it in a positive way. But um, it was strange. I was like, really? You were really crying? But people were coming backstage, like wiping their tears. And but I think it was just the landscape of the such a huge place and. It just looked great, and I think people responded to the music and to the clothing, and it was simple but effortless, and people really liked that. But, um, but yeah, I think when criticism is one of those things that you just, when you get good ones, you love it, but when you get bad ones, you just need to let it go, because it's one person's opinion that you might not approve of, but you're just like, whatever. I you have to learn, you have to toughen up. I think it's one thing about being a young designer is, um, you have to grow a thick skin really early. Um, because it's, yeah, you're always going to get people who are going to say they don't like it or whatever, but you just need to respond and be very, have manners. 
be polite. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I tell you, and I tell you that manners. It's, it's funny. That's something that I think you, your posse, that whole yeah. new generation, is something that they all really share. I mean that. The fashion diva, which is a bit of a caricature of the kind of 80s and the 90s, uh, kind of doesn't, is a dying breed, I would say. Donatella always tells me to be more of a diva, so I'm, I've never really took it on. I'm always like, no, no, no. no. But, um, but the criticism, Christopher, it must, when it comes from certain people yeah. who you respect, I'm sure, sure maybe that's easier to take than something that you feel just kind of comes from a. Do you know what? A Personally. I love the clothes. I would never put something out in the runway that's that I don't believe in, and we've worked so hard on it. So having said that, though, he doesn't get very much criticism. No, I did do but a sometimes scan you're just like the reviews on a But it's good though one. because it's like with every good review, there's more pressure, and that keeps me really focused on a bigger and better show. So, and then even like a bad review, you're like, okay, I'll take you on head on, and we're going to see how you feel next season. So I'm, okay. it's a challenge, but. Okay. I've been lucky that I've been, I've had good reviews and people like the clothes. And you put um, denim on the runway yeah. for the first time, which was kind of a shock for lots of people. Oh, wow. Um, but was, there's a very good reason for that because you have a project yeah. coming up, don't you? I, I've first put denim on the runway spring, summer 08. Okay. It was the fluffy. So I've always loved denim. And then this season, it was all about the collaboration with J Brand. Um, yeah, and they were just a beautiful vintage wash jean that we made a little bit, a little bit more dressed up with the embroidery. But in that, that particular was... show with all the flowers and the crystals yeah. and the organ, everything was so kind of feminine and then suddenly there it was, was just like, with the shoes, it was like a, a new way to dress up at night, I suppose. Like everyone wears jeans, everyone loves jeans. Yeah. Jeans market is beyond belief. So it was working with J Brand is a great way to get into that market. Um, and it's something that we want to get into. So. The ones for resort were just wearable jeans, but in a really uber bright colours. Yeah, yeah. It's because fantastic. It's good collection. It's a really good People collection. always expect it has to be so full on, but people want to wear jeans. Like we all wear jeans, so if you can't sit down in them, then what's the point of buying them? So, um, yeah. Anybody else? There was another hand that went up. Hi, um, I just wanted to ask, like, for people like us, I'm sure a lot of people are students like I yeah. am, how do you advise that we kind of go about getting into the industry? Do you advise that we just continue doing what we love regardless of if we're told no, or do you go about it a certain way? Um, I think it's all about hard work, like you say, and I think you really need to believe in yourself. I think even if you're not, I think as long as you believe in it and you're confident, like, because I was at college, and it was so competitive. Everyone wanted to know what you were doing. I always kept myself to myself. And I know to this day, some people didn't like what I did for the graduate show, but it was great because I was like, well, I'm not gonna do what you're doing. I'm gonna do something different. It's slightly out there, but not everyone liked it. So I think you just really need, to, it's proven that not everyone needs to like it. You just need to enjoy it. But, um, it's a lot of hard work and I think get as much experience as you, as you can get. Start doing a business plan, even though you, you don't even know what that is. Just start writing things down, aspirations that you want to do, what your business should be, who you aspire to, who you aspire to be like in 10 years. I think it's not being arrogant, it's just being realistic and yeah, just put yourself out there. What aspect of the industry are you interested in particular? Um, um, in photography. So. In photography, okay. Yeah. 
it's a tough one, but um, good luck. <laughs> you just get, it, get out there and do it. Yeah, yep, exactly. for sure. Oh, God, the hands are shooting up like mad over there. A lady with the pink hair and then just behind as well. Hi. Um, Hi. Do you think with the uh, government's cuts to art courses and the rise in tuition fees that this is going to affect people wanting to get in the fashion industry? That's a tough one. Um, How's St Martin's? I mean, you, you still keep very close links with St Martin's, don't you? I think it's really hard, and I think the arts is always looked upon, always frowned upon, but when you think of the numbers, like I said, almost 30 billion a year, that it can't be overlooked. And yeah, it's one of those strange things that you get asked and you're like, what do you do? Like, I came from a working, black, a working class background, so it was like, I was lucky that I was helped along the way, but some people don't have that. But um, it's really sad. It's really, it's a horrible situation to be in, especially if you really love it or you really want to go to a certain place. You can't afford it. It must be tough, but sometimes it's it's tough at the top. You just need to go on with it and yeah, and find a way persevere. To yeah. I mean, I think the landscape is changing hugely, and I must say I don't really understand the economics of it. But just having spoken to a few people, we're invited to St Martin's in a couple of weeks, I think, to yep. see the new building. And I think a lot of big companies are pouring money, well, whether it's pouring or yep. not, there's certainly a lot of investment going there to try and create bursaries for people who can't afford to put themselves through college because everybody realizes that it's pointless if the only people who are in places of centers of excellence like St. Martin's are the people who can afford to pay for it because that's not but it's what not, defines But it is time. annoying. I know what you're saying because, like I say, when I say those numbers, it's like, are you kidding me on? Is it, are you being real? But it's a huge amount of number, like a huge number of money, and I think it should be looked upon as a serious job, a serious industry, because it makes some, it makes Britain work yeah. as well it as other businesses. It contributes so. a significant amount to our GDP. And if you want to keep the quality of education going, then yeah, it's important. Um, the lady behind you had a question as well. Yes. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Hi. Um, I know you said that Gianni Versace was one of your inspiration and you mentioned um, Anna Wintour. Yep. But was there anybody else when you was growing up that you thought, sure, you um, through, that you thought, I'm going to take inspiration from right. this person? Growing up, it was always Gianni and Donatella. There was people uh -huh. like Christian Lacroix. Um, his shows were amazing as well. And then Ooh, there was the total opposite, like Helmut Lang. Okay. Yep. Like early 90s shows were just like so amazing you had like all these crazy thoughts come through your head when you watch one of his shows so it was um there's a lot of people um how did you watch it then because there wasn't style.com uh, so how did there you was get... um i got satellite tv it's Ooh, um okay. i had things like elsa clench on cnn oh, and the best name jenny ever. becker <laughs> on yeah. the canadian fashion tv yeah. channel so it was um yeah. I used to tape record them and rewind them and fast forward and yeah i became slightly obsessed <laughs> But I'll, I still have those tapes today and they're great, like, so. Your pile yeah. of v VHS. Yeah, but I think at that point in fashion there was so much, it was all about being simple and less colourful, whereas these people stood out and did something different. They were very brave and confident, so. Okie doke. One more, one more, maybe this yeah. your last one before sure. you go horse, that lady over there with the scarf. Oh. Hi, Christopher. Um, Hi. I was just wondering, with Donatella's upcoming H&M collaboration, sure. would you uh, entertain such a collaboration yourself on the high street? Um, well, you have worked with Topshop. I Top have, Shop. yeah. I'm, 
when I started out, I did the new gen, and obviously I've done like two collections, of, three collections of Topshop. <laughs> so I wouldn't say no to such a collaboration as H&M, but it's a long way away. Um, I'm very loyal to Topshop, so who knows what will happen in the future. But um, it's good to collaborate because especially it's such a bigger audience, what they have um, in their portfolio, they really offer that broadcast it to the world. So um, it's not a bad thing. So um, something to look forward to in the future. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Because when I first came into the industry, designers on High Street was like church and state. Yeah. They would never. I mean, the, the High Street ripped off designers, and they had a very they had a love hate relationship. It still exists. People still rip each yeah, other off. Of course, but, um, and that's an uncomfortable thing. Yeah. But but businesses like Topshop have actually been very supportive to your. I wouldn't have done it without Topshop. Yeah. So I really owe a lot to Topshop for giving me the platform and yeah, believing in me. So it's been great. But, yeah. It, well, it's a pleasure talking yeah. to you and in such a relaxed place as well. And you've been a fantastic audience. Thanks very much. And thanks, Christopher. Thank you. Thanks.